I expect, I expect, I expect I expect the best and nothing less I expect, I expect, I expect I expect the best and nothing less I expect, I expect, I expect I expect the best and nothing less I expect, I expect, I expect I expect all the possibilities I expect positive energy I expect with no regrets I visualize it all, know what's coming, yeah I'm synergy, I reach every dream and love my enemies Everything here is a lesson, everything that comes to me counts as a blessing no. Good day, good day Good day world I'm Jay And I'm Aaliyah And, and this, this is, is Homeschool Homeschool Yo Kids Podcast. <laughs> hey. Look, we're gonna get us a little. It's coming together. I know. Should we have a jingle to play at that time? Like, can we do? I don't. I think that'd be too fancy for us, Aaliyah. You know, we already don't <laughs> edit. Like, we have to toss that in there. Like, oh, I, I might. Or will, oh, will we? I don't. I was gonna say, will we put it at the beginning and then it'll play um, through or something? Yeah, like and then that. we just start talking like you know, normal. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> we'll figure it out we'll figure it out <laughs> look let us know if y'all really like our intro like if y'all just like us if y'all like us coming in with this is or do y'all think we should switch it up don't really let us know because we're i'm i'm not but <laughs> i mean you can like tell us <laughs> she asked she asked for i it. did I, look yes. inquiring minds want to know i want to know no um, oh my gosh <laughs> well be cool. well Yes, we are back with another episode, another interview. Um, yes. You know, we love interviews. I know people want to talk to us and we're so excited about it. It's like, oh, <laughs> you can talk to anybody in the world, but you choose to talk to us. You so. choose to spend your time with <laughs> yes, us. With yes. Us. <laughs> yes, I love it. Before we jump in, though, how are you doing? Did I, did we, did we, did I ask you that? How are you doing today? No, um, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling like sunshine. I really am. Oh, <laughs> you sunshine. look like sunshine. <laughs> I'm out in the sunshine, so I guess I'm just, you know, embodying my, my area. My space. Yes. But yes, how are you feeling? Oh, that's beautiful. I feel good. It's just okay. chill for me. Chill. I'm ready to get out in Arizona. Hey. Hot, hot, We're going to talk about that later, but I can't wait. Yeah. Um, but yes, back to our interview. Today we have an interview with Sky, <laughs> and I'm just going to let her introduce herself because she has an amazing story, and we really want to share all different perspectives on homeschooling, home education, um, share the different stories, like I said. So I'm just going to let Sky introduce herself. Welcome. Hi, thank you both so much for having me. Um, like Leah said, my name is Sky. A little about me I grew up in Wake Forest, North Carolina. And then I attended UNC Greensboro for undergrad after being homeschooled, or as I refer to it as unschooled. Um, and now I'm in medical school in New York City. So I'm sure we have lots of questions and we'll get more into it, but that's just a snippet. So many, so many. So you, you jump right to where you went for college. You went to no school, no former school, um, as far as your first 13 years of school? 
Yeah, that's right. So my parents um, had very strong convictions about not having their children receive what they called a secular education. Um, and so mm. my parents kept me and my three older sisters at home for all 18 years of our early life. Um, and then that was kind of my experience. And uh, we can talk more about like what that looked like practically. Yes, I would love to know what that like what your lifestyle looked like, because I've never honestly I mean, I've met like one other person who's been homeschooled, but she's also went to traditional school as well. So you're kind of like the first person that I've met that's never been to school um, or like public education. I, right. You've never been to public education. So I would love to hear. Um, and you can start from whenever you remember, <laughs> wherever you remember. I would love to hear because um, I would also like for you to speak about your culture as well, if you don't mind. Yeah, because I was going to say you spoke on your parents not wanting you to go to secular school. Secular and unsecular is still something I'm learning. I, I really just got introduced to the term <laughs> this year. Um, <laughs> I would definitely like to know more about that. Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, like I said, my parents had pretty strong religious convictions, um, not to send my sisters and I to public education. Um, my parents are both fairly religious Christian. Um, so they're part of like the new wave of evangelicalism, um, sort of the like non-denominational evangelical Christian church. Um, and so that's that's how they decided to do what they did. Um, and then as far as like, so that was the decision they made. And then what actually ended up happening was, um, so they made the decision to homeschool. Um, but both of my parents worked and were not really home. Um, and so from as young as I can remember, um, there just never really was any formal education. Um, at one point, my sisters, so I have three older sisters, two of them are 11 and nine years older than I am. Um, and so they, either from my parents or just themselves, like taught me and my younger sister, uh, the sister like closest to me in age, um, how to read and write. And then they also taught us like basic arithmetic, like how to add and subtract. Um, and then beyond that, there wasn't really any formal instruction at any point in my life. Um, so my day-to-day -day life was kind of just playing with Barbies and, you know, having fun, playing with my imagination. Um, when my friends would get home from school, we would play outside with them. Um, and then more like culturally, uh, so my mom is Native American. And so we would also go and visit her family very frequently. Um, and I think that maybe in combination with um, the neighborhood that I grew up in was very international. So just next door to me was a couple, um, one of them was French and one of them was from India. Um, and I think all of this like 
non-dominant culture exposure gave me from a really early age an interest in the world and learning about the world and learning about other people. And so even though I didn't have um, like a formal education K through 12, by the time I was old enough to operate a computer, I was very interested in the world. And so I would spend a lot of time on Wikipedia, on YouTube, watching like free documentaries um, and just learning, learning everything I could about like people and other people who are different from me and um, trying to do the best I could to expose myself to all kinds of different perspectives. Um, and and I think it was really that interest in like learning about other people and the sense of wanting to connect with other people that really motivated me to go into healthcare. Um, and so when I was 18 years old, kind of flashing forward a little bit, um, I decided to become a certified nurse assistant, thinking I was going to go to nursing school. Um, and it was then when I was working in healthcare as a certified nurse assistant that I got exposure to healthcare and got exposure to what it means to be a nurse and what it means to be a doctor. Um, and I also had just really interesting patient experiences. I had one patient who um, she had a really rare kind of infection that caused her leg to swell up. Um, it's called elephantiasis. So the leg literally looks like an elephant's leg. Um, and she had a rare form of it that caused the cells in her leg to become so big that the leg looked like a tree trunk, like the skin looked like bark on a tree. Um, and that was just one of the most interesting things I'd ever seen. And I wanted to learn more about all of these disease processes that were happening and that I was being exposed to. Um, and I had a conversation with one of the physician assistants who I worked with, um, and she was talking about how she had been a nurse before deciding to go to PA school, and I asked why she went to PA school instead of becoming a nurse practitioner, because there's similar levels in terms of um, the responsibilities and the role that they play in healthcare. And she said that she wanted to practice medicine, not nursing. And I, coming from the upbringing and background that I came from, and I think like mostly people, I didn't really know what that meant. Um, and so I read about medicine as like a framework and a theory for approaching disease and thinking about sickness compared to nursing. And what I read was that medicine is about the biology of disease and thinking about like where infections come from and how they happen on a cellular level and thinking about all of these like really scientific processes. Um, and it was like, like the most like illuminating thing I had ever been exposed to. And so it was in that moment that I decided to pursue medicine. And then I knew I needed to do a bachelor's degree if I was going to do that. And so that's how I ended up at UNC Greensboro. Wow. <laughs> all I can say is, well, first of, all, <laughs> first of all, I honestly think that it's truly beautiful that you got the time. Like, I know that um, you were saying that your your siblings were like your teachers and they taught you instruction, but 
I, I really feel like it's super beautiful that you got the that time to um, like use your imagination and just be. I do want to know, like, do you feel like, and Jay, if you have any questions, let me know, but I, I really want to know, like, do you feel like you missed out on public education? Like, do you feel like you would have rather done that? Or like, how do you feel about your um your education like your journey because I mean you are you're in medical school so it's not like you know it, I just and we can talk about those steps that you took to get there but I do want to know how do you feel about your overall education and not going to public school yeah that's such a good question and thank you for asking um I think I mentioned to you, Aaliyah, when we were corresponding about participating in this um, podcast that I often contextualize my experience through lens of neglect um, because my parents had the intention to homeschool us and give us an education at home and then didn't. (laughs) And so um, I think and and I I know of other people who were homeschooled in my town that had very similar experiences that were um, capped at home for similar like strong religious convictions, but were never given much in the way of formal education. Um, and so I think that's that's generally how I approach my experience. But I think my experience can be articulated in several different ways. And I think they're all equally true. I think you're absolutely right that like, I have been very successful, um, either in spite of or because of my experience, you know, like, whether me having my freedom was beneficial to my personal development, or was uh, damaging, like, who's to say, Um, I think, I think that's one way to think about it. And then I think the other way that I think I sort of align with is that um, I think in our society, people are expected to meet certain metrics. Um, And so when I went to go to an undergraduate education, um, I was not meeting those metrics. You know, I, I only knew how to read and write and add and subtract. I didn't know how to do algebra. I didn't know how to do um, geometry. I didn't know all of these things that are so fundamental to a bachelor's of science in biology, which is what I ended up majoring in. Um, And so I had to do a lot of catching up um, in my first year, first two years really of my um, bachelor's degree. Um, And and so I think I think there is something to be said about children having the freedom to just do and be and like not be expected to work from you know 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. Like that's that is kind of crazy to expect that of like a young developing mind. And I think we we do kind of expect in the society that people meet certain metrics. And so I think somewhere in the middle, there's probably a balance. Um, but I, I think I'm at one extreme of the balance. And then I think the other extreme is like our standard public education. Mm. 
<laughs> yeah, no, this is very interesting. Yeah, um, you're saying a mouthful. You really are. Like, I'm trying to, I should have, like, I feel like I should have brought a notebook out. I should have wrote my questions down because <laughs> every time it's like, it's something else. Um, oh, wow. I really want to know how you got into college. Like, did you have to take SAT, SAT, ACT and do all of that, um, do the testing? Yeah, absolutely. So um, in North Carolina, I'm not sure where you both are. Um, North, North Carolina. Carolina. Yeah. Um, so when I was being homeschooled, um, the requirements, and I'm, maybe they're still the same or maybe they've changed, um, was that you had to register and that you had to document some kind of academic performance. Um, and so what my family did is we were registered and my dad at the end of every academic year so around this time of year he would order end of year exams um and they came from some homeschool like christian company um and he would give them to us and not proctor them and so i was tech savvy enough to use google um and so I would just Google everything and do very well on my end of year exams. Um, and that was my transcript for high school. Um, That's why. <laughs> no, just, I mean, you say it like that, but however you learned, like, did you, like, you, did you retain this stuff that you tested on? Do you feel no, like you did? Absolutely no, not. okay. But I mean, in sense, as a public, you know, as a public school student, I could say the same. Like, I didn't feel like I retained the things that I was tested on either. So that's why I'm just like, but the fact that you knew to go and Google these answers, that's the thing. <laughs> yeah, there was definitely some intelligence. Yes, of like, course. Yeah. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know your parents' intent. Um, but I feel like you are a, an example of the possibilities of like, just not saying that you should have been neglected because that's obviously how you felt because you're using that term that you, you know, you felt neglected or that it was neglectful um, as far as the schooling goes. However, you have to recognize like how far you've come without a public school education, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think you bring up such a good point that, being forced to go through public education doesn't do much for most people. Most people don't retain the information that they're being taught. And I think there's just such a failing of the current teaching model in mm -hmm. public education that, you know, students are being taught to the test and not being taught to understand or retain information that, yeah, I mean, does it make such a difference that you do or don't go to public school? I think that's such a good point. Yeah, that is. So I know as far as your parents, I guess, actually sitting you down and doing educational things with you, um, you felt that was a lot. Did they spend time with you in general, though? Um, that's a great question. <laughs> um, I think. I was kind of unique in that I really prioritized having time with my mom. Um, 
as an adult now and like having the conversations that siblings have, I've come to find out that my mom and I are, I think, the closest of my sisters. Um, and I think it was because when I was really young, I really like made the effort to spend time with her because my mother was a nurse. Um, and so she also kind of introduced me to healthcare. Um, and she would always work really strange hours. Um, so whenever she was home, I really tried to spend time with her. Um, and I think, yeah, she was really receptive to it. And I think my dad was very present. He really prioritized being home with us as much as he could. So he would work really, really early shifts at his job so that he could be home by 2 or 3 p.m. Um, and then he was involved. He would take us to church and he would take us to the neighborhood pool. And um, I was really interested in martial arts for a couple of years. So he would take me to and from martial arts lessons. Um, so yeah, I think my parents were definitely present. Yeah. Okay, okay. You okay. just felt like they weren't there to actually teach you. And maybe what you were missing was a teacher. Or because I know you had your I know you had your siblings, but I feel like what you're saying is, you know, you missed out on the informal instructional like learning about certain subjects. And that's why I want to ask you, could you speak more on like your process and maybe even like your hardships on what you had to do to learn the things that you did not learn? Yeah, I think um, the biggest thing that was lacking was probably um, just a sense of responsibility because I was kept at home for 18 years of my life. That was like something I really had to develop on my own. Um, and so by the time I got to undergrad, obviously I had worked in a full-time job in healthcare, which is not an undemanding field by any means. Um, and so I had begun to develop some work ethic, but I think um, when I went to undergrad, I found it really difficult to adjust to having classes and then having to go home and having to study and having to do homework and um, having to prepare for class and do all of those things. Um, and then on top of that, I was really lacking in just the foundational knowledge for a science degree. So I had to spend a lot of time in tutoring. Um, and so on top of uh, homework and studying, I also had to uh, go to tutoring pretty frequently. Um, and yeah, my process for it was just, I guess, like taking the steps. I think it's hard now at this point to think back because being in medical school has been like another really big challenge and it is for everyone. I mean, I go to school with people from Harvard and Brown and Yale and it's hard for them too. So it's not just me. Um, but I think so, so I think it's hard for me to think back to like what the challenges were at that time, because comparatively, you know, undergrad just feels so much easier than medical school. Um, but yeah, I think it was like my, my challenges were around algebra and um, like 
understanding science, understanding um, like uh, deductive reasoning. So reasoning outside of a text was like a concept that I really had to develop. Um, and 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 also just like weird basic things. Like I didn't know very much about like World War II. I didn't know very much about like slavery. Like I'm just now reading Frederick Douglass and like now reading Frederick Douglass, I'm like, oh, this should be required reading for everyone everywhere. But like, it's not, you know? Um, so I think, I think there are just a lot of things about the world that I've had to expose myself to rather than being exposed to through a curriculum. Gotcha. I like I'm processing everything. <laughs> I really am, and I, I thank you so much for sharing this. Your, you know, your yes. educational journey, basically. However, you're in medical school with no like, like I'm gonna still go back to the fact of like how far you've come, even though it has you feel, in some sense, been a a bit of a catch up game for you. It's like you're there though. Um. And that's why, like, you know, that's just wild to understand wholeheartedly. And I wonder if, like, did you have the discussion of going to college with your parents at a younger age? Yeah. Um, so my parents, they were both working, uh, like I mentioned, um, and they were supporting a family of six. Um, so there just wasn't money. Um, and so whenever we would have a discussion of college, it was kind of like, okay, if you want to do that, you can, but you're going to have to figure it out. Um, and my mother went to community college to become a nurse, um, and my dad never went to college. And so it wasn't, I didn't really have people who could guide me through the process of applying to school. Um, and, and then, yeah, obviously there wasn't much in the way of support for for pursuing an education. So that's what I want to know. Who, like, who was it on your journey or or what was it that, like, helped you and guided you? Like, who was that person or was it just you? Like, were, were you the one that was just figuring all these things out or were there certain people who helped you and guided you on your journey? Yeah, um, so... I think it was that spark of motivation from working as a certified nurse assistant and learning about medicine as like a concept and then being motivated to pursue it. Um, that really pushed me in the direction of going to college. And then um, there wasn't really anyone who stands out on the path. I think it was mostly just me reading university websites about application deadlines and everything. Um, oh, and something I didn't mention previously to one of the other questions was I did end up taking the SAT. So in order to apply to college, I applied with the transcript from this, you know, testing that I experienced um, and an SAT score. Um, and so yeah, when you I took the SAT. Sorry to cut you off. When you took the SAT, did you do formal instruction then, or did you have some kind of tutoring then, or you just went with what you had acquired in those eighteen years? 
Yeah. So I bought an SAT prep book. And so you're smart though. Like that's what I'm saying. Like you're like, yo. But the work ethic wasn't there. I read like 10 pages of that prep book and then (laughs) I went and took it. Really? And how did you do? Did you do okay? My English section was actually fairly good. It was like Okay. In the high 600s, low 700s. Um, okay. And then my math section was just atrocious because the math okay. section is like entirely algebra and I didn't know anything about algebra. Um, and yeah, so that's kind of how it worked out. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's, that's, that's interesting. Um, I'm just saying you do have the problem and solution now, Paxton, though. Like you, you are you're handling all these obstacles. Um, you know, I freestyle with my girls, but I always joke and say that by the time they make it to like middle school math, they're gonna need a tutor or somebody to teach them that stuff. Cause I know my abilities. And that is something I still want them to learn in case of the event like you're you're making me think about things that I've already spoke on but it's like okay yeah you're you're good (laughs) you do that um because I don't want them to look back and say that it was neglectful because we do do a lot of like you know we we just do a lot of activities I'm present um however I don't do the formal sit down um of let's do this besides if we're reading we do a lot of reading together and that's mostly in the library and um but I'm just wondering like okay like I'm still instilling the things they need um because you let me know like the problem and solution like we was on problem and solution this morning when they kept going back and forth I'm like yo what's the solution here and Morgan was like we both apologize and I said there you go go with that now that's not the same as let me google all these answers for this test however I'm just saying like (laughs) Yeah, but, you know, I think problem solving is the most important thing you can teach someone, you know, um, I think, I think people in general are resilient. I think human beings are very resilient. I think we make the most of whatever circumstance we're given, and we find ways to get out of situations that are not good for us. Um, and, and so I think like, if you can instill that, then like, I think that's honestly the biggest part of the battle and then they can do it. You know, like I'm, I'm evidence of that. I was just about to say, I think your story is so amazing because like you said, your evidence of getting out of something that like really coming up from the, coming up from the struggle, like really figuring out on your own. Started from the uh, bottom now. Right, right, right. <laughs> literally. Cool, girl, like this is wild. Like, I think that that's beautiful. And I think that the main message and what Jay was trying to say is that if you want to do homeschooling, home education, unschooling, you still need to be a present parent. I think that's the most important factor that we speak about, Jay, is not, okay, like, oh, yeah, we're not saying homeschool and just leave your children at, at home. No, we're saying you are your child's first teacher, you know, and that requires being present. That requires being intentional. Um, and I thank you for sharing your perspective on unschooling because you don't hear that a lot like you don't hear um 
um, from a from a child's perspective, like, oh, I may have felt neglected from my parents because they didn't sit down with me and learn. And I think, yeah, like that really touched me a lot too, because that just that just means and shows how much instruction is very still much very important on your learning on your educational journey. It's still something that's needed, um, whether it whether it looks different, you know. It is your household, but you still need, you know, that instruction. So, wow. So you're 11 and, well, you, the sisters that are 11 years um, older than you and a nine year older than you, were they homeschooled also that whole time? They were, yeah. So I think when they were born, um, my mom, I, I actually don't know. I've never asked how they learned how to read and write. And do that because that was my next question. Who taught right. them to read? Yeah, and that's everyone's next <laughs> right. question. And that's I think, why I was wondering. Right, my go-to it's... answer has always been my mom, but I don't actually know when she would have had time for that because she was a nurse like all of our lives. So oh, okay, because I was going to say, you know, and we, I think we talked about this before. Each when there's multiple children in the house, each child has received a different version of their parents. So like I talk about when I just had one child, like I was on it. Like I could tell you like where, where she got this new word from, what she ate, how she ate it. Like I was on her like heavy. However, when that second one came, I had to go to work um, <laughs> immediately. I had, you know, there was, it was a different, totally different dynamic. So you're number what? Three I'm or number four. four. Oh, you're the baby. Oh um, my gosh. I'm the baby, baby. <laughs> yes. Okay, so with that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, you definitely got a total different version than the first three, you know. So I could see them having time for those first two, um, in particular, because it's just one and two. However, like you said, it was feeding, they were feeding a family of six. So I can see how those dynamics definitely probably shifted to okay, we gotta make sure we keep our head above the water. Um, and you got the short end. <laughs> but I'm laughing because like you got the shorter and like they had four kids like you know and that's a big thing but it's affected you but it seems like it's also motivated you yeah right? absolutely absolutely so uh question would you homeschool your kids that's such a good question um I think I would send my kids to like Montessori okay. or something, some kind of like alternate education. Um, just because I'm planning on being a surgeon, like I'm not going to have time for all that. Okay. okay. I don't anticipate <laughs> my partner having time for all that. <laughs> Loki, you're not anticipating kids no time soon, basically. <laughs> like, yeah, I got stuff to do. But if it was the case that Montessori, smaller classroom, like smaller setting type deal would be your answer. Yeah. And I think, I think instruction, like we had started to talk about, I just don't think the way that students are taught in public education is really for students. I think it's for the school and I think it's for the teachers and I think it's for the school system and all of these things, but I think too many kids end up getting left behind. Um, and I mm. think, I think 
so I, I would want my kids to be in an environment where that isn't going to happen to them. And it's also not going to happen to their peers. Okay. And that's what I was going to ask. So you miss the dynamic of your parents being the ones to provide instruction. However, you don't miss the, the public school set. Like you, that wasn't a yearn. Like you didn't want to go to public school. There was definitely a time in my life where I did. Um, I think especially in those years of like 14 to 18 high school age, like wanting to just have a normal life and be like all my friends. Um, and I think I am someone who would have thrived in that kind of environment just because I was someone who had this like real hunger for knowledge and real hunger for like learning about the world and learning about other people. Um, but yeah, by no means do I think that that is the way that everyone should be educated, you know? Okay. No, that's, that's awesome. And that's, that's, I got, like, I'm really loving your, how old are you? Can we ask that? How old yeah, are you? Sure. I'm 24. I'll be 25 okay. in August. That was my guess too. Okay. 24. So you've been out of the house for the past six years. Um, yes, that's right. Since you've been 18. Yeah. How do you feel? Do you feel you were prepared for that for adulting, as I call it, like, you know, being out on your own being responsible, because you said responsibility was a thing that was kind of not had. Um, How do you feel about adulting now? Yeah, that's a great question, too. I think I definitely did not feel prepared in the beginning. Um. I think I never really got a good sense of money management from my parents. Um, so I didn't really have a good sense of how to budget and how to make my paychecks work for me and like just how to do basic like existing things. Um, I think my parents were really good at teaching us basic life skills. So I knew how to clean. I knew how to cook for myself. I knew how to do my own laundry and like have a functional home um but yeah I guess as the one like life skill that I feel like I didn't really get was um just how to budget and how to manage money which again oh, yeah. public we school kids don't that. get that yeah. either yeah <laughs> we all I'm still trying to learn that honey I'm 40 so I understand so I was about to say, right, you not the we we miss we all miss that lesson. We all miss that lesson. Yeah, it's definitely we, um we are still all working to catch up on that lesson. Like financial literacy, I think should be included in schools and homes. Everybody should everywhere. be learning about financial literacy. Yes, yes. Um, so parents understand. Right, get you, you a course. Yes, yes get you a course, something. How to handle those funds because making the paycheck in the month add up, it just be like, hey, this is the, what they say the math isn't mathing. This is <laughs> not mathing right now. <laughs> and it's hard work. Like that in itself is hard work. Managing, managing your money in itself is hard work. And that's something that we got to start teaching at a, at a younger age. Yes. Um, yes. Well, oh I know, right? Look, let me share though because. You know, I always have a random story. So teaching my students um, one day, I, I had showed them my pay stub. I showed them because I know this isn't stuff that I had seniors. These are my seniors. So I showed them my pay stub and then I showed, I wrote down all my bills on the board. 
um, just basic bills. And my my student who was autistic, um, I remember him raising his hand and saying, but you don't make enough money. That's the point, sir. That's the point. Um, understand. And that, that was also a lesson within, like for all of them, because they understand, they, they were able to see, first of all, what it looked like to adult. And then second, to correlate me with their parents, like, dad, I wonder if my parents are making like enough money, you know, like they were asking questions and the conversation, but it was just funny that he was just like, um, you don't make enough money. Like, it's like no why what is the math wasn't math and once again that's what made me think about it and math stay not math and i tell you but yes um the fundamental i that's something else that me and the girls probably need to sit down and, and have a class together take a course together um but overall you feel like you were prepare besides the finance which is a big I won't say besides because that's a big deal. <laughs> like that's a big deal like I said that's something that I think a lot of people your generation um are coming around to understanding how important that is to instilling their kids um so the cycles are definitely being broken you know I'm always um one that recognize that and understand that you know a lot of us are heading in that direction of changing what has been in the past however comma do you feel that um where you're headed as far I mean like I said you're in medical school so where you're headed would you feel like that's the representation of the unschooling or do you feel like that would be credited to all the stuff that you did after the fact of un unschooling you know what I'm saying like do you feel like you made it this far? Like, and Aaliyah asked something similar. Do you feel like it was like, you know, what encouraged you to even get to medical school? Do you feel like that would have, and you really can't say because I'm asking you to imagine if, but do you feel like that was like a big factor as to you getting to medical school? That's a really good question. Um, I think it would be dishonest to say no because I wrote about being unschooled in my application. And I think throughout my interview process and getting to medical school, that was one of the most like deepest things that I talked about with people. They just wanted to know, like, what does that mean? What did that actually look like? And how are you now sitting before me as this like very competitive medical school candidate and like, how did you get from there to here? How have you been so resilient? Um, and I think that word resilience is something that medical schools value so much. Um, and um, there's this interesting um, writing that has been published about um, trying to create a more equitable uh, medical school and trying to create a more equitable medical education. And one of the things they write about is um, distance traveled for people who are marginalized or underrepresented in science and medicine. And that concept of distance traveled is expressed in like my journey. So going from unschooling to then going to undergrad and then going to be a competitive applicant for medical school, that's a huge distance traveled. 
compared to someone who went to private school in the Northeast and then went to Harvard and then had, you know, private tutors for the MCAT. And then like they were on the same road the whole time. They didn't really go anywhere. Um, And so I think going to public education would have made me more competitive for undergrad. And so then maybe I could have gone to a more prestigious undergrad or, you know, some undergrad with the name recognition to get me to the same place I am. But I think I'm, I think medical schools, especially the caliber of medical schools I am at and that I circulate in, I'm at the Icon School of Medicine at Mount Sinai. Um, and I interviewed for like Northwestern and Harvard and Stanford and UCLA. Um, and I think these institutions are all thinking about both of these things. So like the very just smart student who has had everything, had all of the opportunities and has completely maxim like capitalized on them um, and is obviously very smart and obviously very deserving of going to medical school. And then on the other hand, the students who have to overcome so much and have to be so resilient in the face of so much adversity. Um, And so I think, I think absolutely, like my being unschooled helped me get into medical school. Oh, and I think I wasn't even expecting that, but go ahead, go ahead. And, and I think it's, it's one of those stories of resilience, you know, and I think maybe that's a beautiful thing, you know, just human resilience. Yes. And your energy is amazing. So it's just like, okay, like I'm, I'm, I'm putting everything on unschooling. Like, honey, if you went to public school, you would not be. (laughs) Yeah, no, you're amazing. I hope you recognize that you are amazing. And I'm glad you, so you have a book, you have a book. Um, I have a book chapter. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh huh. It's on um, indigenous pedagogies. So going back to um, when I wasn't at home playing with Barbies or in my neighborhood, I was often with my mom's family. And I think that environment was a really unique learning environment because it's, it's so much about experiential learning, just indigenous culture and how um, my elders taught me about our culture and all of those kinds of things. So my book chapter is about that and about how that education uh, looked like and what I kind of um, gleaned from those experiences. Okay. If you don't mind, I just want to know, like, what are some things that you learned? Because can you speak more on your mom's culture and what that looks like? Yeah, definitely. Um, so growing up, I would visit my mom's family and um, there was, it was just so different from the like suburb that I grew up in, the suburban neighborhood that I grew up in. Um, people who looked like me and talked like my mom and like had just this, this different energy. Um, and then practically what it meant was, um, learning about things of our culture. So learning about like the creation story that we have, um, my mom's family is from the Haudenosaunee, which is a collection of tribes that are all related to one another. Um, and so learning about the Haudenosaunee creation story and learning about, 
um, other like oral tradition stories about like the three sisters, which are corn, beans, and squash, and how they were first given to the first people, um, how the first people came into being, stories about the thunder beings, which is uh, unique to the part of North Carolina that we come from. Um, and, and, and yeah, all of those kinds of things, stories about the land, stories that connected us to the place that we were from, basically. So could you see that as a different curriculum? Absolutely, yes. Okay. And, and that's one non-Western curriculum that I was definitely exposed to, for sure. Okay, that's, that's awesome. Um, yeah. I got a lot of noise over here, a little distracted, but <laughs> someone's mowing their grass. <laughs> I mean, I just think it's, I, I just think everything that you gave us today was beautiful. Um, a lot to think about, especially parents. Like, I really hope that, you know, this list, this episode, parents tune in and listen to um, Scott's story, because I'm just going to go back to this again and just, you know, because I don't want anyone to feel like we're saying, just leave your kids at home, you know, like we we've never are, said that. We've never said right. that. Right. <laughs> we've never said that. Right. Right. We have never said that. But like Jay was saying, we freestyle. Like you freestyle with your with your kids. I freestyle with Kyan. But we're not when we say freestyle, we're not saying that we don't teach our children. Though. Like we're not saying that we don't spend time or that we don't answer questions or that we're just like not you know giving them the instruction that they need that's not what I mean, we mean by we said that over all these episodes we <laughs> always speak on the stuff that we do with our kids <laughs> yes no she had two parents working full-time jobs right so that's a totally different we both at home Aaliyah we're both at home okay <laughs> right. like, we ain't got no job Craig we ain't got no job so <laughs> Like, no, it's a totally different dynamic, but there are parents that, you know, very well may do that in that, like, work full-time jobs. What we want you to always to remember is that your presence is valued. Yes. Like, we never, ever, like, no, we want you to know how important. We always tell you how qualified and how you are the most important teacher for your kids. So we want yes. you to understand wholeheartedly. And I hope Sky has definitely let you know like how much your instruction is needed. Um, yes. And although, you know, we think that our kids just want to sit, sit around and play all day and, you know, do things that have fun. So they still want you present. Yes. <laughs> they still want you that time with you and they still want those lessons from you. Yes. Um, I know my girls are always asking to sit down and read. Um, I love that. He's like, hey, let, let's do it. They just got this uh, little challenge from the library that um, they were winning prizes depending on, they're supposed to read for 20 minutes each day. And so they get prizes for each like milestone they hit. But they're so excited about that. Like they weren't gung-ho about reading prior to. I will tell you that. <laughs> they were not. Um, I could get them to read um, mostly in the library setting. But um, they're really gung-ho on this, this competition thing. So I'm going to have to 
think more on that and like how to present like, you know, games like that to them. Um, Cause my children are definitely in the unschooling. And I did have two um, that went to, I went not, not two, I had one that went to two years of formal school. She went to uh, kindergarten and first grade um, and she did preschool, but I paid for that. So that doesn't count. Um, <laughs> but um, they're both very social. They're both very lively. Um, we're still, you know, entertaining different uh, career paths. Of course, they have about eight things they want to do. Um, uh, two of which I think will require uh, school, which Kenny talked about being a scientist and she also talked about being a veterinarian. So two of which, um, that's why I said, I'm definitely going to outsource the algebra and anything over adding two double digits because I don't like numbers. But <laughs> um, you just made it known like you don't want to shortchange your children like you want to make sure that you know you listen to their goals and the thing that's why I asked you if your parents you and your parents had talked about you wanting to go to college and if that was something they were aware of but in retrospect and um in respect to your parents I do feel like they just had a lot on their plate like you know overall it's like like you said they want they 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 knew what they didn't they want. Idea, However, right. yeah, they, yeah, they knew what they didn't want to expose you to, and I definitely don't blame them for that. Right. However, they didn't know what they were they were taking off to shoot. You know. Right. Like, right. They didn't know what they yeah. were getting themselves into. Yeah. Yeah. Whole heart. When it became more than the one or the two or the you know, like I know it it probably got a little overwhelming for them at times. Um, just to make sure that you all were good safe right protected yeah yeah um, provided for <laughs> so. jay had brought up an interesting and i know i don't want us to go too long but you had brought up something interesting about how kennedy and morgan have all these different interests and i wanted to know just if we could kind of go back um really quick because i know we talked about your whole journey but if we could just go back and talk about that little <laughs> that little piece um i would love to know like what were your interests your hobbies i know you said martial arts but like and research like that's she was yeah metal. yeah research <laughs> and i think that is so awesome that you were taking the time to it and that you also inspired like i really need to get kenny a laptop of her own because yes. she, she's always like can we look this up can we look this up she asked to look up something about jumping spider today um because we saw a jumping spider outside so she's always peaked and i'm always but i'm always okay let's google this let's google it it's like i'm the googler right now however comma she is of googling age guy i just i need the google to take place right here beside me though because the internet you know <laughs> right because i mean you had the, you said you had a computer at 12 years old you was just and i'm just like at 12 years old it's crazy because honestly and truly at 12 years old i was trying to look up bad stuff i'm gonna be honest I was oh, not looking up. I wasn't looking up like what can okay, I learn. Thank you. <laughs> oh, okay. It wasn't was like, all documentaries. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> and that is why I said I need her right here, Scott. She got to be sitting to knee to knee with me while she's searching. <laughs> Oh, yeah. gee, oh, gee. But I really but like. But the curiosity was there. Yes, for you. Right. That's that's awesome. Yeah, and I think. You know, at one point I wanted to be a pirate ship captain because I really liked Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh <laughs> um, but really, I think my mom just instilled such a love for healthcare in me from such a young age that I always knew I was going to go into healthcare. I 
I actually wanted to be a doctor at a really young age. And then I decided to go down the path of nursing because, um, you know, most people don't like math. I had never done hard math bigger than adding and subtracting. And so I was scared. I was like, oh, everyone hates physics. So I couldn't do it. I'm not smart enough for that. And I shortchanged myself just thinking about that career path. Um, and then, and then, yeah, the rest is history. Mm. So what, what are you getting um, your medical degree in? Like, what is it? Yeah, so um, I'm getting my MD, uh, which is like the general. Um, and then I'm also doing a PhD. So I'm in a funded program by the NIH. Um, it's called a medical scientist training program. Um, and we do both an MD and a PhD. Right now I'm planning on doing my PhD in developmental biology and stem cell biology. Um, and then planning on going into something like plastic surgery or transplant surgery. Oh my, Sky. Wow. You are going for the goal, honey. <laughs> you are going up there. And that is amazing. Like you have no mm. idea. Like you're like you look here a poster child for unschooling, although you feel <laughs> like, like no, honestly. <laughs> right. Right, we need you on a magazine. <laughs> right. No, we're gonna see you on a magazine. Your story. I know. Really? Yeah, we might need just, to publish. We might need to be the first to go yes, ahead and write it out. Yes, your stories. It's awesome. That's why I say you got a book. Um, because it sounds like you need a, a whole book, and not just a chapter. But I know you're in. You know, you got a lot of papers that you're writing right now. So <laughs> by all means, but you may want to find them all at one point. Just put it in a book. But no, you're you're dope. Like you're really dope. Like very, very impressive. Very y'all are dope. Um, thank you for having me. And this has you. been so lovely. Awesome. I'm so glad y'all are doing this and creating this community and so enthused about children and learning and development. I think it's really beautiful. Thank you. Oh, thank, thank you. you yes. Yes. <clears throat> We have to ask you, um, we, we normally say two, and this is only because we're normally talking to the homeschool parent, but we're talking to a former homeschool student. So we kind of want a little bit more from you. Give us some things. I'm not even going to give a number. Give us some things you would want homeschool parents to know, to think on, to consider. Just give them some words of advice because I know we yeah. have a lot of new homeschool parents. and. Um, they will benefit from hearing hearing from you big time. So just yes. give them some things like they should like, you know, one, two, three, four. Like this <laughs> like go ahead. Yeah. I think y'all have hit a lot of it. I think uh letting your kids be the guide, listening to your kids, being present with your kids. Um so if your kid wants to be a scientist, Figure out what it takes to be a scientist and make sure that they're prepared for that kind of career path. Um, be involved, be be active, do what you can. I was listening a little bit to one of your past episodes from, um, was it My Homeschool Village, where she went to the dance studios and the gymnastics studios and she created yes. opportunities for her kids. So, you know, if you're able to do those kinds of things. Um, and I think most of all, just 
trust that you can do it and trust that your kids are going to be okay as long as you give them the basics, teach them how to read and write, teach them how to do math, basic math, um, and teach them how to problem solve. I think the rest will come. Yes, guy, because you got it. Even though you feel like you didn't get it, you got it. Like, you got it. And that's like, I just, I'm blown away. <laughs> Aaliyah had prepped me for this, but it's just like just hearing, like, hey, this girl didn't touch the, the floor of a public school. And she's just, she's in medical school right now and just had, like you said, resilience. Resilience. Yes. yes. I think that is the most important thing. Like, knowing that you can get through any, like, you can, you can find a way. If there's a will, there's a way. You can make it through, you can make it happen. Okay, and Sky, you know, you showed us that today, like, especially with many children, because this is new for <clears throat> a lot of families, but a lot of families are choosing to unschool um, and see where that leads them. And so, you know, this message is to those children, like, you can do it, you can persevere, you can make it through anything. Um, I love that, like, because that, I think that's just... Yeah, because the learning doesn't have to look one way. Like overall, the learning doesn't have to look one way. And I feel like that's what you're showing. Yeah. Like even if you feel like you were playing catch up, you were still learning like throughout and you learned enough throughout to be able to do all that you've done. Yeah. So it's just like learning looks different for everyone. And it doesn't have to be the mandated curriculum of, okay, come in this building and learn this because your peers learning this and this is what the state says you have to learn at this time you know mm -hmm. things of that nature yes you learn it on your own time okay and that's all Basically. we're saying all we're saying is give us the time to learn and to grow on our own pace and I think that's what you did you did that and I think that's super beautiful um no matter you know all the struggles it's all paying off for you and like Jay said your story is dope we're gonna have to we're gonna have, I'm gonna have to write this out. We we're gonna have to meet up again. I'm gonna because I got your number. We friends now, girl. Look, <laughs> best friend. Yes, <laughs> you know when we get the phone number. We, oh, we best friends. <laughs> right, I done got your number now. <laughs> I got your number now. We friends. Like I'm gonna be writing you soon. I know you're busy, so I won't. You know, but we're gonna have to get this into. We're gonna have to write this down. We have to write your story down, um, yeah, if you don't yeah. mind. And if you don't, yeah, what do not. your sisters do? Sure. Yeah. So my oldest sister got her associate's degree in early childhood education. Um, and she is a professional nanny now. She just had her first baby. Um, and then the sister who's nine years older than me is a cosmetologist in Durham. Um, and she's super cool. She has lots of tattoos and she's super edgy. <laughs> and then, uh, the third sister is a marketing professional. She works for some company doing their marketing and she is actually a foster mom. Oh, oh, look look at that. Right. oh my gosh. That's so sweet. I know. <laughs> Yeah, we all turned out great. <laughs> despite it all. Right. I said it all. Point. <laughs> I said neglect now. <laughs> yeah, no, y'all, it, hey, yeah, I, I love it for y'all. Like I, like I said, your energy is amazing. So I just, like, you appear at peace with your journey. 
Yeah, you do. It's like you don't look so stressed. And I mean, don't get me wrong. I know you you have a lot of stress and like, but it's like the way that you talk and you're, or you just seem like you're at peace with life. It just seem like you didn't have to. And I don't know. Did you experience like bullying? Like th- there are certain things that are that were that's in, like. I'm I'm not trying to. Okay, how can I put this? I'm not trying to say you didn't. I'm not trying to say you didn't go through anything, but there's like things that we may have experienced in public education that you may have may or may not have. I don't know, you know, but like, for example, bullying or um, just just these negative things. I don't I don't want to go through and just name all these negative things because I'm not trying to traumatize you. And, <laughs> you know, but like, did you experience conflict at all like within your journey? Yeah, I think like in my life, I definitely have my trauma. And that's, you know, a story for another time. Of course, <laughs> but, of course. Um, I think overall, yeah, you know, people are always worried, like, how are homeschoolers going to get social interaction? How are they going to develop socially? And I think it just happens. You know, my parents didn't like shelter us. We were, we went to church. We went to a really big church. Um, my youth group was basically a high school. There were like a thousand kids and oh we all God. had our little cliques and all this and that. Um, So I definitely got those like social dynamics, but yeah, I think a lot of the negative parts of going to a public education, like exposure to illicit substances at a really young age and exposure to those kinds of things, I didn't really get. And I think I'm really fortunate for that, for sure. Mm. Yes. Do okay. do you feel like that maybe shapes your vision as to all that you can do with not, you know, experiencing the talk down or the like, like peer, like bullying or peer pressure, so to speak? Do you feel like that, that definitely helped you in regards to your belief in yourself? I definitely think so. Yeah. You know, I think my parents, like all parents told us that we could do whatever we wanted. We could be whatever we wanted. We could achieve whatever we wanted. And I think it was a lot easier to believe that when I wasn't getting that talk down from my peers or from teachers. Um, And yeah, I think, I think there was a time in my life that the world felt really small. The world just felt like the neighborhood that I lived in. Mm-hmm. But I knew there was a world outside of that. I was watching yeah, you were on Google. and I was mm-hmm, <laughs> exactly. And and I wanted to access that world so bad. And I felt like I could. Nice. nice. That was the word I was looking for. You seem fearless. That's what it is. It's not really like you don't seem like you've been, but it's like you have this very calm fearlessness of you where you can go into a room and you can speak about your experience and how it has shaped you. I think that's really beautiful. <clears throat> well, thank All you right. for your time. Yeah, thank you for thank your time. You. Thank you for your energy. I'm going to let Jay finish it off. You you do the best with uh, the outro. <laughs> with our outro. Well, you know, I still have to um, shout out our home because you do know we're doing a homeschool expo and I'm glad that you say like you approve of what we're doing. Like, Absolutely. That, that means a lot. That means a lot to the world. Like, no, stop sending these kids home. <laughs> no, she supports us, guys. She's like, <laughs> although she does, you know, did want her parents to be more present, she understands 
the process. She understands why it's happening that way or why, you know, parents are choosing the alternative. So I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm thankful to hear that you are supportive of us and our organization and, and our goals and mission. So thank you. But yes, we do have a homeschool expo um, that will take place um, starting next week, June 2nd and 3rd in Glendale. And um, of course, this will be, this will have been over by then because um, this won't be posted for a couple of weeks. However, we do have the Homeschool Expo Tour that's taking place this summer, 2023. And we have a lot of cool exhibitors and um, speakers because we are really big. Um, Sky, and I don't know if you noticed this or, you know, Deb, well, you listen to the podcast, so, but we're really big on choices and families understanding that they have a choice in how their children can approach learning, education, all that good instruction in general, like how that can look for them, as opposed to feeling like we have to go about doing it the standard or normal way that society feels like, oh, this is what school looks like, or this is what learning needs to look like. If you didn't go to school, you didn't learn, or if you didn't go to college, you don't know this. And like, no. That you you can learn anywhere you like you definitely have shown that like you've been googling since you were 12 so <laughs> you understood that hey if I don't feel like I'm getting all I need to do I'm about to get all that I need to get because I'm gonna you know research it myself and that's a big big thing um and I feel like that's the best thing one of the best things that was installed in you is the fact that you want yourself doer you didn't wait or you didn't miss out on because of the lack of instruction, you made sure you still supplemented that in the way that you needed to. So we're really big on choices and parents understanding that you can get help. Like you, your babies don't have to be out here struggling. <laughs> like you can get them someone to be with them. And um, so we're, we're about providing resources. Um, when you know now with online school, like you could get a tutor and everything else for anything. But some of the um, exhibitors that we have coming to the expos start with Soul Right Living. We have Loving Literacy Arthurs, Right Start Math, uh, Cyberize It, God's Cool Creations, Great Minds Virtual, Math with Mary is a holistic journey. We have Bright Child AZ, My Homeschool Village coming to all seven, Math Wiz Flashcards, the Augustine Family Education Hub, Seven Sisters Holistic Healing Institute, Black Belt Bruce, Simple Turn, West Valley Crusaders, um, Edumonia, Optima Academy, Paper Pie, Pam Stinker, Valley of the Sun. See, you see this guy? Like, there's plenty of resources. <laughs> plenty, plenty. And that's just for one. Um, Prenda, uh, which is, I feel like they're like a micro school. Um, I was on their website the other day uh, looking more into them, but I feel like it's like a micro school. And it's really cool because it seems like it's like five or seven students. Um, but I have to look more. But Joy Road Journals, excuse me, um, Amaka Academy, uh, so many, Brevard Evaluations, Learn to Learn Today, Indigo Learning Pod, uh, College Prep Genius, who will be, I think she's going to be at least five um, on 
five expos. And the people keep signing up. So this list, you know, will continue to get longer. Um, da, 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 my computer, though. Great kindergarten. No, get ready for kindergarten. Infinite direction. Cherry learning center. Family living success. If I hadn't said them already. And yeah, um, it's a lot of people. <laughs> a lot of people, a lot of choices. Okay. Whew. Yeah. <laughs> but thank you, Sky. Thank you so much. Uh, your voice is definitely needed. Keep speaking, keep sharing. I'm so, so glad and so grateful for your time and, and all that you shared and the perspective that you shared it from. Um, that's awesome. Like I, I really appreciate you so much. This is this is a dope one. Um, parents, listen, take it in, understand that your presence, I've already said it, is needed. We always talk about you being your child's first teacher, and we, we mean that wholeheartedly. Your child bring lessons to you or they bring something to you. You have to be the one to guide them through it. Um, talk to them, listen to them, learn their what they want to do and help them get there. Um, just be mindful. Be mindful that, you know, these kids are trying to learn. Like I, I spoke, I was talking to someone earlier today and I said, I really believe that children are born geniuses and we just dumb them down. So <laughs> listen to your kids, let them be all that they are able to be and encourage and not just only encourage, but guide them through it. Um, show them the way of it big time. Um, be present. Like we have to say it now, be present because um, they need you and they deserve you and you're amazing you have to understand that your your kids are looking up Sky already told you like her mom she saw her mom how after she was and how passionate she was about nursing that it made her want to go in the medical field that she's in now and definitely guided her in a way that her mom probably didn't even know at the time that was guiding her so um, understand that, you know, you're modeling. Even when you think you're not modeling, you're modeling. So yeah, listen, listen, listen. Absolutely. Oh. And thank you both so much. It's been such a pleasure to be here and share my story with you both. And I hope that someone out there gets something out of it. And yeah, thank you both. Yeah, you have to chime back in with us after you finish um, medical school. Yes. And, and let us know, like, we gonna, we gonna need updates on you, Sky. Like, you are- Yes. Are, I mean, you and Ali about the same age, but with me, I could be your aunt, okay? <laughs> I could be your aunt, Sky. Yeah, I'm like big sis, because I'm, I'm four years older than you, but you can see. Yeah, I'm auntie, <laughs> okay? <laughs> I know that- um, that we're rooting for you, hon. Like you yes. got it. You got it. And we're so, so uh proud of you. We're very proud of you. I know I'm very proud of you. I know Lee is very proud of you. I'm surprised she didn't have no tears this episode. <laughs> <laughs> just, just I'm so trying strong. to contain myself. Right? I gotta yeah, hold no, it in. <laughs> you're amazing and we appreciate you so so much. Um, do you have a social media or anything that you want people to check out? Or no, mind your business. <laughs> Uh, no, mind your business, but All if right. anyone wants to contact me, feel free to reach out to Aaliyah and Jay, other, you know, unschoolers out there who want advice on going to medical school or homeschool Ooh, parents yes. looking for the same kind of resources. I'm always here. Nice. Um, Thank you for that. Thank yes. you. I know. Where are you at, Sky? Can we get you on one of the tours? Like, are you, where, what state She's are you? She's in NYC. 
Yeah. Oh, never mind. Face. Okay, we're gonna yeah. leave you there. We're gonna <laughs> not this year, Sky. Not this year. We're gonna get you though. <laughs> yeah, next year, like we're gonna have to figure yeah. it out. Yeah, we definitely awesome. wanna. Yeah, that would awesome element. I told you I won a panel of um homeschool kids anyway or not you're not a kid obviously you're not a kid but, right uh, um, yes. former um, former homeschool yes. kids Home, yeah. yes former homeschool learners less less learners um so that they can they can share because I think that's that's really important for the parents to hear because we're we're really big on um involving the kids in their learning like it should be a thing that we're all a part of and all you know a journey for all the whole family not just oh I want to homeschool you so this is what we're going to do it's like no nah, let's talk about this let's get on the same page and then let's work towards your goals so we're definitely going to have you on a future future panel I already see it but in the meantime in between time you keep studying girl and writing and Doing that physics and, learning and, and all that good math that I don't know how to do. <laughs> but yeah, keep being amazing. Keep being you. Awesome. Uh, I'll keep being amazing too. Thank you. Our socials, if you want to connect with us, are at- You can follow us at Homeschool Your Kids Educational Pod and Homeschooling Mama with Style and homeschool your kids and make sure you check out the website homeschoolyourkidsexpo.com and we appreciate y'all tuning in to this one i'm so glad like yes this is great (laughs) peace